Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 11 of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And today, we have a super fun episode for you guys. We are talking about There's Something About Mira, the one where Sean realizes his best friend got married and never told him. It was also our very first psych casting crew field trip. We got to go to wine country, so we have a lot of stories here. This was a very, very fun episode. Uh, Excited for you guys to listen. Enjoy. You're going full faucet today. I've got the full faucet today. Full faucet between the oh. glasses, the hair, and the uh, jean shirt. Oh, I feel like, oh, yeah. Well, now I wish I would have done my hair even more to like really faucet it up. But I'll take it. Hold on. Let me see if I can make it a little more faucety. <laughs> Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. How you doing, Tim? I'm, I'm doing really good. I miss you. Good. I miss you too. I still have this thing here for you. So once you're fully, um, Tested well, negative and stuff, but we still got to get together and exchange um, prezzies. I have. I'm. I love prezzies, and yes, we need to get together and ex- and exchange prezzies. Should I address my voice? <laughs> Maggie, have you been smoking again? <laughs> I know. I don't mind it. Remember when Phoebe in in Friends, you know, she got the cold and then. Smelly Cat came from that, and she loved how she sounded when she sang. Right. I kind of feel like that right now. Maggie, what's going on with your voice? I'm just at the end of a little COVID, Tim. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I hope at the end of it anyway. So I am on the mend, and uh, but that is why I still sound this way. I'm sure people who've had it know the the sort of linger. Well, I don't know. For me, I've had I've had quite the the stuffiness. Um, so yeah, but I'm here and I'm so happy to see you. In fact, <laughs> this has been the brightest spot of the last few days. I did my hair and p- put on some makeup. <laughs> I think you look fantastic. Thanks, Tim. Especially for someone who's been fighting COVID. Thanks so much, Tim. You look great. I have great. no excuse. You look great too. Thanks, Maggie. You do. You do. You're, you're, I love this haircut. Thanks. I've been... I mean, I've already sent you like 25 pictures of this haircut, I think. <laughs> I love all of them. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Since I get a haircut, I send a picture to Mag and go, how's it look? But we we do that for everything. I do that for every outfit, for like events, like whatever. I mean, we we check in with each other on 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 all things. <laughs> everything. Not just life, but also fashion. And wellness. Tim, and you wellness. have checked in with me every single day. Well, you're my bestie. I got to see how you're doing. No, you've been so loving and wonderful. It's been so nice. Um, and, uh, we have something about Mira, which, um, I forgot. I'm, we'll, obviously we'll talk about this episode and everyone in it, but I forgot how fun our little sewing line I totally did. I totally, I mean, no lie. I totally forgot we had that rivalry in this episode. Completely forgot. Um, it was, it was, uh, it's, it's good. I like it. Uh, it's been like after all the years that have passed between an episode between when we shot and we I watched, I'll go, oh, that's right. We had that 
that amazing thing, that moment that I love doing so much. Yes. That was every episode we watch now. I know. It's always filled with some fun memory, fun thing. I I think I saw something kind of flash by on Twitter today. I think like Steve Franks did um, uh, an interview for something. And I just wanted to, um, uh, I just, I don't know. We I feel like we haven't talked to Steve in a while. And I and I got the, all this, I, as I watched the episode last night and I saw that today, I'm like, man, what a thing. What a thing he did, we did, and, and... And are still doing. And are still doing. It's just, it still blows my mind. But uh, this episode from our, um, you know, bank of memories was especially fun because it was our first uh, cast crew field trip. It's our first field trip. And there's some epic stories that go along with that, which... <laughs> We will get into. I don't even think I know all of your stories. Um, I know some of mine that that started with um, I had Tristan up there, and um, <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be so funny. We had our own plane. They like chartered us a plane, like a very very old school. Did you take the plane? Yeah, you were on the plane. Yeah, we were so excited when we got this episode because we. Uh, we knew we were going to get to go to the Okanagan Valley, which is is BC's, uh, kind of Canada's Napa. And we were all wine lovers. And it's like, what? A trip to wine country? Why would we want to do that? That sounds awful. <laughs> Horrible. And And they got us a plane. And I don't know when my kind of fear of flying ended. Um, but I still had has it. it I hang re- on. Has it ever ended? It has complete, almost completely. And I didn't do anything. I really don't know what something switched in me. I think my love of travel just finally trumped all fear that I, I, I don't, I don't know when it stopped. And, and it honestly was kind of, it was a slight fear. I wouldn't say it like never stopped me from running around and, and going places, but, but there was always anxiety that came with it. And especially, um, you know, small planes and, or, you know, uh, I don't know, they're, they're, I don't want to say old planes, but these sort of weird, I had a weird experience once on like a private jet and I was like, are they not as safe as the others? Are they not, do they not have the same safety precautions anyway? And this leads me to our, our, uh, chartering of this plane that I, I want to say, if you remember it, when when we got there, this was straight out of like the late 60s. <laughs> yeah, it, it was an old 737, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was, and it was old. It was just something, I don't know. And I remember being so <laughs> nervous um, taking this flight. It's so stupid now when I think about it because you I- know, Maggie, you and I have flown each other, flown together a lot with each other. It's one of my favorite things about our friendship is we spent many, many, many flights together. And for all, all y'all, so you just know, Maggie was the type who would, um, she would have her um, turbulent monitor up on your computer when you, Hell yeah. so you could, so she knew what, she, what we were getting into. I could tell you the weather patterns. I've learned so much about the skies and it's so funny. Again, like I, this all has gone away for me. I don't, I mean, I might check. Did you know? So there's a turbulence forecast app, everybody. And you can actually, you know, if you have any fear of flying or whatever, you can kind of predict a little bit where where it's going to be. And I never did this. People used to think I think I did it to almost like 
like uh, panic myself. It actually did the opposite. It would like calm me because then I'd be like, oh, this was expected. <laughs> as long as it's expected and we still took off, then everything's fine. <laughs> so, it also helps know how many glasses of wine you should order. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. That's the other, that's the other, uh, that's the other calming part. <laughs> that's the other at ease part. Um, but I, I think I've just, I've like really zenned out on flying. I think it now has become, I would even say in, I, I don't remember the same fears. I should knock on something, but, uh, you know, even over the last five years, like this does feel like kind of an old thing for me, but you know what, Tim, I think you helped a lot. We had so many flights together and it was so fun. I don't really remember post-psych being that afraid. Like, I feel like that it was somewhere in that era that my fear of uh, just went away. Um, so either I helped it or I, um, I mean, I caused it originally. And then you and I stopped flying as much together, obviously, when we weren't going back and forth between Vancouver and L.A. No, I would try to be on your flight so that I would be at ease. We we were always on the we tried to always be on the, the same flights. And it was and it was always funny because I'd I'd have I'd have to take like the 6 a.m. if I wanted to be on a flight with you because you always wanted to get home early so you could spend the majority of the weekend or the most time you possibly could with your kids and and be there on the weekends. So I would I would <laughs> I would tough it <laughs> out to go with you at you know, 4 a.m. or whatever, just so I could have my my friend Tim on on the flight with me. Because you're a good friend, and I would and I would always laugh because you, we'd <laughs> I'd think if we had Bloody Marys or we had anything on the flight that I would get to land and just like go take a nap, and you'd you'd have to literally land and go to like a kid's pool party. <laughs> That's happened more than once, yes. Um, and sometimes I'd have to sober up from the breakfast cocktails we had on the flight. <laughs> That's we're, we're, I don't know. We're not good examples. <laughs> no, there's actually going to be a lot of, t just so all, all the parents listening with their kids, just so you know, this could be a lot of talk about alcohol on this episode. Um, oh yes. We actually so should give a warning. Is, um, we, is a yeah. cautionary tale. We went to wine country. We went to wine country. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was our first field trip and it was like, you know, we'd all been working for a while. This was pre-upfronts, pre-any of those trips that we got to have together. And we were, we'd already, we were established. Our family was established. Our crew family was established. We were a, we were a unit. And then we all got to take this flight. And I'll never forget, because like Tristan found a burrow of bees. I was throwing ball with her that morning and she went to get the ball and she came back covered like the, her little, her little front, front end and a little on her back end too had bees. So mm -hmm. we, we knew we had to make this flight and uh, we were still shooting in LA and then we were all going to go catch the flight and and uh, Mitch ran Tristan to the vet so she could get a Benadryl shot, but they were worried that she was too swollen to fly. So someone drove her out to the Okanagan. Uh, one of the drivers who was going out drove her out to the Okanagan for me. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's a, All right. Maybe I didn't. I'd forgotten it. That's incredible. That's These, the kind of crew we had. That's the kind of crew we had. Literally, our fur babies were their babies. Like everybody took care of us. Everybody took care of each other and made everything happen. And I have, I just remembered that story. It was like, I don't know. I think about Mitch and I think about our driving team. I think about all those guys at everybody. Like what, I don't know what we would have done without them. They were wonderful. I mean, and I can say that about everybody on our crew, but you know, 
They were really wonderful. I mean, how many times Mitch drove our animals to the vet because we were working and could, could make a vet appointment was quite amazing. And sat there with them and relayed doctor's messages and like, oh, amazing. Oh, so wonderful. Um, we have so many stories. on. So this I just story. remember we all land in the Okanagan and um, they take us to the hotel where the casting crew is staying. And of course, like all um, professionals, we all immediately hit the bar because we're in wine country, remember? <laughs> it's like it was, it was kind of the first cast crew party we had, I think. Yeah, it really was, actually. I think it was the first real kind of cast crew, everybody together party. Um, and we had like Carrie Washington uh, as our as the guest star that week to do with Dulé. Like I, it was so exciting on so many levels. Carrie, I think, sat uh, right behind us on the flight. And I remember talking to her almost the, the most warm, kind, smart, loving human being still to this day. I, whenever we see her out, I've met her, what, a, a couple of times? Just We did psych, but then like, and she's just the nicest, warmest person always, always remembers us, always. I think I always. ran into Carrie the day of my Gallivant test over at ABC. She was walking in the around the, the building with her manager. And so I got to see her and she was very grounded because she was so sweet and big fat star. Carrie Washington is remembering me and being very nice. That helped me a lot going to my Gallivant test audition and uh, kill it. So we're all in the uh, in the bar area consuming the fares of lots the of Okan- water. of the Okanagan. Just lots lots of club soda and um, with our crew. And there was I'll never forget this moment. I looked to my right and there was two of our crew members who have become dear friends of you and I. Well, oh. all of us. It was the first time I went. Oh, there's something going on here. And I noticed the love connection between these two. And I, we're not going to name their names, but sure enough, I think they are now, um, well, they're yeah. certainly together. They're partners, but I don't know if they're actually married, but two of our favorite people. And I was like, oh, this, who then went on to be like our probably favorite crew couple for the whole rest of the season or the rest of the show. Yes. But the Okanagan was the moment I first got caught a glimmer of that. I had a feeling about them, but I didn't know. I didn't know the situation totally. I didn't know. I knew they were very close. So I was like, yeah, maybe it's just that or whatever. These two talk about soulmates. Talk about like seeing two people and being like, yes, (laughs) these two need to be together forever. Um, They were, uh, well, what what, can we say their nicknames? Uh, Sure. Bunches and... And this might need to be beeped because there's an F bomb involved. There is an F bomb involved, so we might have to we might have to bleep it. But so punches and um buttons because it was her favorite band for some reason. So every morning I'd go, I'd get to work, go hey f- buttons. <laughs> it, it's very strange, but this is our cast. This is how we work with our crew. They're uh, also where uh, boom from the bottom, uh, the boom from the bottom song. Yeah, they have but- their. They have their own theme song that we would win the because opportunity. Because there's a boom rose. mic, and and sometimes you know when when the shot is really high and you can't have the boom, it'll come in. It'll come in from the top. No one can see me because it's an audio podcast, but I'm doing a little <laughs> <laughs> a little vi- v- uh, visual here of what happens when the boom mic appears. It would be like you know, oh, I can't do it. But anyway, which would sometimes be in everybody. She's really working hard with with her actual mic to demonstrate. What it would look like in this situation, I and, um, I can't, and I can't do it. But and oftentimes, if it's from above, the mic would be in the shot, so they would then have to um, adjust the mic to the bottom. Yes, which is where uh, Dulé's very uh, not dirty sounding song at all <laughs> came from. <laughs> which we would then all sing. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I love that that's where you discovered that because I don't I don't know that you told me right away that you may have held on to that one. And I'm not a total up. gossip. No, I mean until I give you m- multiple wines to taste. No, <laughs> in the Okanagan. No, Tim is a or vault. Kentucky Magic Water. Um, yeah. Again, I mean, it was it was just a suspicion. It was my first glimmer of oh, that's happening, yeah. and that's so awesome because they're amazing and they were amazing. They would be amazing together. They are amazing, and they are amazing together, and uh, we love them so much. They're very, very close um, in our little in our in our little psych unit, and we got to have them on. Um, we have to have them on. Yeah, we've talked about them so much. Okay, we have a much bigger part to this story, which comes up later in the episode. So I think I, I will hold it, but um, oh. When I get to that part of the story, just know that that's part of the story started with me at the bar with our crew. Okay, you may uh, start. I want to know more of this story. Recently, I had a case of, I'm guessing, like vertigo. (laughs) Um, I've never had anything like it before, and it lasted quite a while, and it is not fun. But it was the perfect opportunity to try this relief band because I was getting really nauseous. And I think I talked about it a little bit on the podcast. And this thing really helps. I've now sent it to several people who I know like have uh, motion sickness issues. And uh, it's a huge, it helped me so much. You've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. I'm going to add vertigo to this list. It's not on here, but I tried it because anybody knows if you have vertigo, you do get a little nauseous and it definitely helped. How it works is relief band stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. It's like the name says. It's legitimately a a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea, and you change the intensity depending on how you are feeling to make it stronger or weaker. It's that simple. Yeah, you can actually, there's like a little dial or a little button thing you can like turn it up if you're super nauseous or it can be super light if you're not that nauseous. Um, And I found it like super easy kind of cool to wear and use. And I, it really did help me. Um, it's not fun, uh, vertigo for those of, uh, people who've experienced it and nausea that comes along with it. It's just not. Um, and this did, this helped a lot. I've, uh, I just sent one to my mom. <laughs> uh, plus, the product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero effects as long as needed. And they just released their newest model, Relief Band Sport. That's the one I got my mom. The Sport is waterproof, has an extended battery life, and can even attach to your Apple or Android watch. Very cool. Don't let the fear of nausea prevent you from being present for life's important moments. Right now, you can join the over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer just for the psychologists are in listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code PINEAPPLE, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee, which is so nice. Remember, it's better to have a relief band and not need it than to need it and not have it. So head to reliefband, R-E-L-I-E-F, band.com and use our promo code pineapple for 20% off plus free shipping. 
There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. A product that works wonders for curls might make straight hair limp and greasy. You know, my hair, I have I have mostly, I would say, straight hair. It's kind of wavy in certain places. Um, but overall, if I, uh, if I don't add any volume to it, it can look pretty flat. Uh, but thanks to my personalized pros routine, um, I can honestly say I've never been more in love with my hair. Uh, pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it is personal. Using natural ingredients with proven results, Pros customizes every product in your routine from shampoo to supplements. First, Pros starts by asking you about you as a person with their in-depth consultation. Pros asked me some unexpected things that had to do with like my zip code, where, what the weather is like, what my workout routine is like, what my diet is like. It's really, really specific because all that can affect your hair. Next, Pros analyzed all of my answers and determined what unique blend of ingredients should be in every product of my custom routine. Together, Pros got all of my hair goals covered. Um, it's true. I've now had some time using it. I use uh, the volumizing. I think there's a volumizing in my um, a conditioner. And then there's like a mask, but it's just for the ends, which is so nice because my hair can like get really weighted down. And even the fact that they knew that, it said just use on the ends and it helps so much. It keeps it looking... Uh, much healthier than it has. I think my hair really took a beating in the pandemic and it's coming back thanks to Pros. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty free. Very important to me, these things. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. Also amazing. If you're not 100% positive, Pros is the best hair care you've ever had. They will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash pineapple. That's pros.com slash pineapple for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. I also just want to add, the packaging is so beautiful. So it it's really good for your hair, but it also looks really pretty in your shower or on yourself. This is just a personal thing that I really love about it. So I'm adding that in. Would make a beautiful gift as well. I have a fun fact about her. You have a fun fact about Thelma Hopkins? So she is so good in this episode, so fun and so game. Mm -hmm. And she, you and her have something very important in common. Does she have a animal rescue? I don't know, maybe. How it's do I not, not that, know this? No, she doesn't. I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe she does, but <laughs> that's not the fun fact I was talking about. Oh my God. That's not like, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna see how good a detective you are. I'm gonna give you some clues. Okay. She pronounces a noun the same way that you do, which you have now taught me how to pronounce a certain noun. I'm lost. Okay. Wait, give me another clue. There's the name of a place that she pronounces the same way that you do, that I used to pronounce differently. But you've now taught me how to pronounce the name of this place properly. Like a city? Yes, a city. A place. Louisville? There you go. Ding 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 ding. Oh, she's from Louisville? She's from Louisville. I did not know this. Which I used to say Louisville. Now you you now just taught me no, it's Louisville. Oh, I did not know that at all. I wonder if we talked about that back then. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. She's from Louisville, Kentucky. I love it. Yay, we have Thelma Hopkins. She's so good. So you taught me to say Louisville. You kind of gotta slurt a little bit, and, a little bit, and say it very quickly. Got to roll. Kind of like you've been drinking too much Kentucky magic water, with the best of which comes from Louisville. Oh, I forgot my other clue. My other clue I was going to lay on you was, it's the envy of the angels. Oh, there you go. Angels envy. Just another mention for angels envy, who Ooh, still has Kentucky. yet to sponsor us. 
I love it. Yes, I know. We know. We got to get them. So uh, we also have Oba Babatunde, who- The man uh, who's like Billy D level of smooth. We just didn't watch um, the episodes. I was like, damn it, that is a handsome man. Yeah, he is a handsome man. Everybody, it, this was a very, very um, attractive episode. <laughs> very attractive people all around. Um, all right, so let's jump in. To episode 11, there is something about Mira. I just have to give like a giant shout out to Dulé, by the way, and Carrie Washington are dear friends. And we got to kind of see that, uh, you know, in, in person um, because they had such a good time together. But also in this episode, it was just so, uh, their chemistry was just so, so sweet. Um, okay. Also, I really love seeing Carrie. Like, I don't know that we've seen her do a ton of comedy. Um, I mean, I say we've seen, like, you know, I feel like it's mostly the been world, yeah. more more drama um, in uh, recent years. But um, she's so comedically talented as well. She can do anything. Okay. Anyway, episode 11, there's something about Mira. Pineapple sighting. Sean takes some pineapple appetizers. Yes? Oh, really? Oh, no, sorry. Because I, I, I caught a pineapple sighting later in the episode. This is not it. So you oh. got sorry to interrupt. Multiple pineapple settings, Sean, uh, sightings. Sean takes some pineapple appetizers with him. There is a pineapple on the reception table after the wedding. And Sean has a pineapple emblem on his shirt when he's golfing with Gus. That's the one I caught. Oh, I missed all of them. Probably because I have COVID brain. There's definitely some COVID fog, fog brain. Which we were saying before we started, between your um, COVID fog brain and my um, brain injury brain, stroke brain recovering. Between the two of us, we make one really solid host today for this episode. <laughs> yeah, you guys, <laughs> there's no telling where this will go. <laughs> um, I love it. Or not go, because I don't know what we'll remember. Thank God, um, Devin, we have you here for the synopsis. But All right, cold open, flashback. Henry treats young Sean and Gus to a fancy dinner. Young Sean notices that a man put something in a lady's drink. He thinks it's poison. Turns out it's a ring. They're engaged. Mazel tov. Very cute. That was very cute. Cut back to normal time. <laughs> oh, I just have to say, uh, little Liam, uh, little Sean saying, ew, I have to spend the rest of my life yeah. with a girl. <laughs> very funny. It was just cute and boyish, and I liked it. Cut back to normal time. Sean and Gus are at a batting cage. Uh, there's a guy that has been following them all day. Uh, the guy who's been following them is a private investigator. He was hired to find the guy's by Gus's wife. Wait, Gus is what? So in addition to the psych firsts and the psychic premonitions, I've come up with a new feature called, hang on, I wrote it down. It's going to be really exciting. Wait for it. Wait for it. We have a new feature? We have, have a new, new feature. feature on the psych firsts? It's called, this better be good because I've lived up to it so much, Insider Insights. When Sean says, has this interaction with the, um, He's given the PI crap for being a really bad tailor. And he says, you know, if you're trying to be super obvious, then you nailed it. Which, among our amazing crew, there's a, a saying, there's a, one of my favorite phrases on the inside phrases we do is, Marco Ciccone, whenever he does really well nailing a shot, he'll go, we'll just hear something and say, nailed it. <laughs> exactly. And then somebody else will say, didn't totally screw it up. Uh-huh. So I think that this is where this first came from was Sean was James's reading of nailed, nailed it. it. Yes. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Wait, so Gus has a wife? What? Which is a another this is a back to a psychic premonition. 
a premonition of what happens in everybody's favorite psych movie, This Is Gus, where um, we discover that someone is married and needs to get that marriage dissolved. I didn't even think about that. That's exactly what happens with Selene. They have this the is whole the level, thing. They have this is the get... level the show deals on. Oh, man. And Tim, how, where, I, I mean, I didn't even catch that. Good for you. You were all over that. You're all over that. Full circle. We get, we're bringing the full circle today. All right. Back at the office, Sean is upset that Gus was secretly married. He even had a book of speeches prepared for every occasion. Flashback to Gus, spring break 97. He was obviously still wearing a sweater vest. Very cute, Devin. Uh, he notices a girl spit fire from her mouth, of course, because she does. Shortly after, he and the girl get super drunk and married, and his best man was a goat. Gus called off the marriage and mentioned that he can't control himself around her. In the next scene, aha, this is the scene I want to talk about. Lassiter chases down a perp. The perp climbs a fence and Juliet catches him from surprise. Uh, okay, when you okay. fell, that is a real so, fall. So the, so in if you re- all rewatch the episode, as I'm chasing the, the parkour, the amazing park performer who also did parkour, and I'm running full on after this guy and he jumps over, like he flies over this table and I am... Um, Immediately crash intensely hard. So, um, yes, that's. I had to rewatch the scene over and over and over again. Someone needs to take that scene, do it in slow mo, and put it up on the socials. Yeah, you really because fall. yes, I, I really, I fell. Um, as the kids say, as for tea kettle. We were so worried about you because you were still recovering. And not that I fall, I fell straight on my broken shoulder. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. I remember. And if you, if you, if you, sorry, if you rewatch the scene, you can see like my aviators smashing into the cement. I laugh, but it's not funny. No, no, it was, it was actually hilarious. But here's what was going through my mind. I remember this perfectly. As I'm running after the guy, he uh, flips the table, which was not planned. And I'm running. And I think, should I jump over the table? But in literally my mind, I thought, no, that, that might not be safe. <laughs> so I, I decide I'll just step on the table, not realizing that. When he flipped the table, there was an apple crate on top of it. So the, the table was resting on an apple crate. And when I hit it, it was like a teeter-totter. The, so Lasseter goes down right on his... Yep. Right on Tim's broken shoulder. Yep. I pop up. I just remember running. And I just kept running because I was so angry. <laughs> or just, just being mad at myself. Yeah. I should have just jumped over the table. But I was trying to be safe. Look what happened to me. So I just, I just kept running and my, my set chair just happened to be about 25 yards ahead of me. So I just remember running straight to my set chair, sitting down in this uh, flop sweat because I'd been running and done, feeling like a goofball having fallen in front of my, my friends and my crew and family. We were just worried about you. Another moment. And thinking, I just, did I just re-break my freaking shoulder? I was like, get this guy some bubble wrap. I wanted to wrap you in bubble wrap everywhere you went. <laughs> now we know the reason why. <laughs> yes. Aww. And then, um, yeah, then we cut to um, O'Hara being a total badass and taking down the perp physically, like taking him out, like I think there was a there was a knee kick to the to the stomach, which is a great foreshadowing of the O'Hara badass cop, which we got a little mm. bit. It's not total foreshadowing because we got some of it in Gary sharing the axe fight, but it goes oh. forward to the to uh, the first movie in the um, mm-hmm. the shotgun fight. Yeah, the shotgun fight, and then again with Mina in the yeah the movie. Just what a badass O'Hara is. Thanks, Tim. I like that I got to wear sunglasses. I have to call out um, what you're wearing. Oh, God. I don't even remember. You're, in, you're back in the Pepto Pink world, you're, but it's a blush pink. Oh, uh-huh. Which could also be known as a rosé 
pink, which is something that you enjoy. On theme for the episode and also something I enjoy very much in this life. Um, okay, here we go. The guys are shocked that they, uh, that she, oh, so I catch him. Right. So Juliet's, uh, the perp, hold on. Lassiter chases down the perp. The perp climbs the fence. Juliet catches him from surprise. The guys are shocked. She accomplished that. Officer McNabb asked Juliet to tutor him. Lassiter mentions he got a great score on his test, but Juliet scored higher than him. I love that I don't want to share it because I know what it's going to turn into. <laughs> so, such a funny bit between us in this scene, in this episode. She hopes it doesn't become a thing between her and Lassiter, but it, of course it does. Uh, Gus and Sean arrive at the winery. Gus notices Mira. Yes. Okay, we're at the winery now. So, yeah. when they meet... And um, when Gus and Mira meet, we need to give a shout out to um, Gus's wig and our amazing hair department, Adina Shore, and the wig that she put on Dulé for his yeah, high top fade out. You're going back to spring break. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His uh, his hair in the spring break is fantastic. His 97 wig was epic. Yeah. Adina, Adina was amazing. Um, so Gus and John arrive at the winery. Gus notices Mira. It's Carrie Washington. Gus immediately zones out of it. Because how could he not? She's so stunningly beautiful. Um, I added that. Devin didn't write that. I added that little bit. Uh, Gus can't talk. Mira says <laughs> if, the, if we keep talking, he'll catch up when she's talking to Sean. He eventually speaks. Gus, that was a very funny bit too. Um, Gus and Mira hold arms and Gus immediately knows he's in trouble. Mira mentions her family owns a few wineries and that, drumroll please, Mira is getting married. Also, her dad hates Gus. Mira gives Sean and Gus wedding invites and annulment papers. How exciting. <laughs> the next day, Sean and Gus arrive at the wedding with their plus one, Henry, decked out in his finest Tommy Bahama top. Dulé through all of this was so funny, I thought. Uh, turns out the groom is missing. Mira makes a huge scene claiming nobody gets to eat until she gets married. She is so funny playing this like goofy, wild. Potential uh, bridezilla. Uh, bridezilla, yes. <laughs> the classic Henry is angry until he gets to eat runner occurs. <laughs> That's funny. Back at the station, Lassiter brags about his recent paperwork. Juliet brags that she can speak fluent Spanish. They have a little cop related pissing contest. That's very funny. Uh, back at the wedding, Gus comforts Mira by saying Jan. Oh, sorry. Jan was an idiot. See, because Sean did that over and over and over again. Now I'm doing it. Jan was an idiot for giving her up. Sean third wheels at the table, making a house out of cigars. Mira dumps out her purse, and Sean notices a photograph of Jan, her prescription, and a guy cleaning bricks nearby. Sean speaks with Mira's mom. She takes him to a secret wine room, this was funny, and chugs her wine. James, with this wine, yeah, I <laughs> was... Dying. And and even yesterday, I was like, I was still in this phase where I was like laughing. I was coughing. I was like, I didn't even want to laugh as hard as I was laughing because it would make me cough. So I was he like, spits it out and then decides he has to drink it when she says like a $300 bottle of sherry or Spanish oh, sherry. And then he tries to multiple times in the scene. And it every single time it's funnier. It was it, it's <laughs> the way it just he literally just dribbles out of his mouth. I don't know why <laughs> this this this. I still, I can't even think about it. It was so effing funny um, at the time and also uh, uh, rewatching it again, I forgot. Um, anyway, and how great is she? She's so good in the scene. Um, Sean spits out claiming uh, how disgusting it is. Mira's mom starts hitting on him. 
Her husband walks in on them. Sean notices shipping information on his paperwork. Sean and Gus speak in their office. Sean claims Mira made Jan up. Sean mentions that Mira was off her meds and and that's why she's acting up. Sean tells everyone at the station that Jan doesn't exist. And then Jan walks in. Mira hugs him. Lassiter is thrilled that Sean was wrong. Of course. Julia, yes. I have a, a costume first. <laughs> During this scene in Vic's office, yes. you are in, you have no jacket, but you're just like a knee length skirt. Oh, yeah. It's the first time we, we've ever seen. I mean, we saw the skirt a few episodes ago, but. But it was more of a, it was like a, that was like an ankle length. Me? Yeah. Remember, the, I can't remember which episode it was. We talked about it. It's, um, it was down in White Rock. Oh, oh, when I just have a skirt. Yes, I know. It's, it's like very, very, it was rare. It was rare. I think we were getting comfortable with like, okay, people like buy her as a detective now. We can actually, she can be in a, in a skirt and it's not going to like throw anything off. <laughs> right. So there, there was no jacket, like the pants was, was not there. No jacket and just a skirt. And I was like, oh, that's a different O'Hara outfit. Most probiotics don't work. If you have ever struggled to find a good brand, here's why. To be truly effective, a probiotic must survive the trip from your mouth to your gut. The majority of probiotics, even the special refrigerated ones, die in your harsh stomach acid well before they get to where they're needed. That's why I'm a fan of Just Thrive Probiotic. Their exclusive strains are designed by nature to put up an armor-like shell where conditions get rough. In fact, studies have proven that Just Thrive Probiotic arrives 100% alive in your gut and ready to go to work. That's what makes them so uniquely effective at controlling gas, constipation, and bloating, and providing much-needed immune support, which we all need right now. (laughs) Their vegan, non-GMO, gluten, dairy, and soy-free formula can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and easier weight management. For exceptional health, there is nothing like the award-winning Just Thrive Probiotic. Thousands of customers can't be wrong. Make this your year. Support your immune health and just thrive. Get 15% off when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code pineapple at checkout. Gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for 18 Plus Multivitamin. The results... Essential for Women 18 Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. I have been under the weather over this last week, and I will say I'm very grateful. I was very grateful for my vitamins, very grateful uh, to my body for healing and, um, ritual. I feel like it ritual is now a part of my daily ritual and I'm, uh, I'm really grateful for it. Ritual right now is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash pineapple and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash pineapple. 
Uh, hold on. Uh, Juliet says she has a case to work on. Lassiter runs back to his desk to work on one as well. The, con- the contest continues. Sean knocks on Mira's door. Sean asks why she faked the pictures. Sean noticed the shaving cut in multiple photos. Sean and Gus go to the golf course. Sean does a weird dance before hitting every time, which is also very funny. Sean notices Mira's dad and Jan at the course. Jan is angrily on the phone. Sean picks up the golf ball right before it goes in. Jan meets with the private investigator from earlier. They're yelling at each other. They act natural, which is one of my most favorite bits between them ever. I feel like this um, wasn't, this could not have been the first act natural, but I feel like it might have been. It, I don't, it wasn't, I don't think it is either, but it's a really good one because they're just, there's no reason for them to be there. And the act natural part was extremely, uh, it was very exaggerated and I appreciated it. And I did love how um, the bit between uh, when Dulé's less than uh, excited to be golfing. And Sean says, don't worry, I'm going to keep the Caddyshack references to a minimum. And one of the next lines he says is a line from Caddyshack. (laughs) Yes. What's the line? Wait. I think this club's restricted. Don't tell him you're Jewish. Yes, exactly. That's uh, very funny. Um, Hang on. Okay, so here we are. And then in, so as they're golfing in real life, this is I think when Dulé started picked up a uh, joy of golf. So he started uh, oh. taking lessons for a while. Actually, Dulé used to did? bring yeah, Dulé was taking lessons for a while. I was trying to get into golf. I don't know if he still is playing. He's so darn busy. I doubt he has time between working and fathering. Yes, he's a busy guy, and his show just got picked up. We're so happy. He and uh, James, both of their shows picked up. Oh, I didn't know James' show got picked up. Yes, A Million Little Things, I think, is in season five now. And Wonder Years got a season two. So happy for Dulé and Saladin. Holy um, guacamole. I know, I know. It's very exciting. And yeah, Dulé was going to be our, our guest huh? for this. Sh- Dulé was going to be our guest for this episode, but he's too busy at the off-runs being a yes. television star. We would have loved to have him, and he was so sweet. He tried so hard. Uh, he's trying. He was trying to work it out just with his flight and everything, and... um. And uh, we just wouldn't able uh, wouldn't have been able to get it done in time to have it for you guys on Thursday. So it's just us, but um, we're gonna hopefully have delay uh, right away. So anyway, um, okay, Juliet and Lassiter fight over who gets to interrogate the perp. They time each other trying to break the guy. I loved this scene. This was so fun to shoot with you. I remember that we had such a good time. We but got to do we? some comedy. Anyway, the chief needs them for uh, a more important case. Mira's fiance is dead. Sean notices the same ribbon from the private investigator in the hotel where Jan died. So he was what? So it looks like Jan was. Murdered. That was good. This is our first, that was our first murdered of the episode. I took a big breath for that one. Yes, I liked it. Okay, back at the station, Sean mentions he got a 100% on the test when he was 15. Both Lassie and Jules are upset. I love that for us, we got to now bond over the fact that we were both so upset that he got a hundred that like you and I were cool now because I think you, you we were got both an eight point four and I think I got a seven point five on the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got a hundred. Um, Gus and Mira sneak around the vineyard. Someone pulls a gun on Gus. Oh yes, that was scary. Sean asks for a gun. He explains to Jules and Lassie that Jan is a con man who worked with the guy who stole the fridge van. Did you catch when when James has Sean has a scene with Mira? And it keeps going back and forth between Mira wants it, her fiance's name pronounced Jan, and James is like, no, I'm not going to do it, Jan. And at one point, he throws out Jan Brady. 
He does, Jam Brady. That's very funny. He did. I think that's why I started this episode by being like, Jan. I'm like, ugh, it's because he says it so many times. Um, anyway, okay. The gang runs through until Sean explains uh, what happened, but then Gus explains what really happened. Mira visits them at their office and tells them that she's moving to Greenland to save polar bears. Gus apologizes to Sean for never telling him that he was married. Sean tells Gus uh, he too was married. He shows Gus a picture. It's him skydiving with a rabbi, which is very funny. I loved this bit of uh, of little the telepathy between um, uh, Gus and Sean when she's like, "Gus, want to come with?" or whatever she says, and he and and just by looking at Sean, he can break down that they have very important work to do, and he absolutely cannot do that. And uh, oh, because she wants to take him hang gliding, right? Hang gliding. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, big shout out actually because. Um, I wanted to say uh, Joanna Kearns. Um, I, I, I think our she's director. so good. Yeah, she was our director. And I loved her. And I remember, um, I believe it was on this episode that, because I think she did one in episode in season one too. Um, I think she did. Yeah. So she. I think she did poker. She, what? I think she did poker. poker that's right. She, for me anyway, watching her, I thought was so, I thought she had such a flu. There was like a fluid, everything felt like a dance. I always loved her. She would have these kind of shots that always felt like the camera would move and there'd be a lot of people and kind of, it was always just kind of big and really beautiful and well choreographed. And we liked Joanna Kearns. I think she does a ton of uh, a million little things too. There was um, a pretty major story that. um, Oh, that we went right over. We went right over. What? So the scene we're running, you know, I mentioned how I had a, a big story regarding the, the bar at the crew, the crew at the bar. Yes. So the scene where last and here are running around the winery. I am monstrously hung over here. <laughs> so because what happened, see what happened, your honor, is as we we're all at the hotel bar, it was a, it was a night, it was a work night. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm going up to bed. So I started walking out of the, out to the elevator. Mm-hmm. And on the way out the door, I could have taken a right to go up to the elevator to go to room and go to, go to bed. And I see Clayton, our oh third camera assistant, getting this big grin on his face saying, Tim, come on. So it was like the whole camera crew was there. So it was one of those sliding door moments where you can go forward, you, you can take a right, you can take a left. And I kept walking and I followed Clayton out in the camera crew and proceeded to find ourselves in one of many bars and just drink way too much. Like a um, epic night of like, wow, that was intensely too much alcohol i think at one point in the next morning some crew member woke up in one in a neighbor's front yard i'm pretty sure i remember like a crew member passing out in somebody's front yard don't oh, know dear. don't know what part of the don't know if it was a camera crew member wasn't a cast member i know that i do remember at some point there was a casino there was a slot machine involved somewhere so where that where that slot machine was i don't know who knows but who i knows? went out with clayton and, and the crew and um just got stupid hammered like Slept through my alarm. Oh no! If I slept at all, so this is one of those days where Danny Miller, who you remember from last episode, really earned all our love because I called Dan, and um, was just like, "Yeah, man, I, I have made the, I've broken the cardinal rule. I missed my call time because I was drunk." So Danny saves me. I finally get to set, and he buys me time. He lets me just. I'm able to go in my trailer and just sleep. I slept for like. A good solid 45 minutes because it wasn't just that. There was maybe some nausea and vomit the night before. It's just there was no oh. sleep. Oh, brutal, Tim. So um, I get to set 
for the winery scene where I then have to run around. We have to run up and down stairs. And as soon as the doors open, I smell the wine because we're in a freaking winery and just almost want to hurl. So every second of this, and Joanna just looks at me one moment. I just kind of remember her just sort of smiling and slowly shaking her head. Like, you knucklehead, you dummy. But I do have to say, I did not hold up filming because that is the major cardinal sin in film and television production. Yeah, there was, um, so every scene, between every take on this, during these scenes, I'm just sitting on an apple box, just trying to do deep breathing so I don't throw up again. And so that, it's like, I'm just, I'm not, what are the, I mean, yes, I'm sure I was nauseous, but I was just so tired. Like yeah. that, you've just flown across the world, tired of your bones. Yeah. Jet laggy. But here's the thing, kids who are listening, especially college age kids who are just discovering alcohol. You learn from your mistakes, and I never made that mistake again. Cut to no, several years later when I was in England with Gallivant, and the pub crawls were always on a Friday night. And it was, and we, we, like, we went on field trips after this. We had Sunshine Coast for the um, oh, yeah. Insane, Asi- Insane Asylum um, episode. Right. And um, there were plenty of other field trips where we were out with the crew. And did I ever get stupid llama drunk again before work? Never. Never. Not once. So Lesson I learned, learned. Um, if you're going to go out drinking with, your, your crew always go with the producer like we did on on Gallivan. in fact john hoberg my producer on that show was just over last night oh you and we were talking and we were talking about i found a photo on an old um laptop of mine it's just a picture of my watch this is that's and it reads 4 a.m because john and i were out on a pub crawl till 4 a.m yeah so the lesson is always if you're going to go out on a raging night and you're working on a television show or a movie go with your producer so you can blame them Oh, such a good, that's such a good note, Tim. And then when I did Carter and June in New Orleans, there were many nights where I would walk home from an evening out and watch the sunrise. But I was always with one of my producers and I was working, it was, we were working split, so I wasn't working the next day. So yes, there's alcohol involved in television film production sometimes, but you just got to <laughs> regulate your hours. And Oh my goodness. Tim, we have some fan questions. Oh, we already kind of said this, but what was it like working with Kerry Washington? Dreamy. To get somebody as beautiful as that and as talented as that and have their personality match their yeah. kindness yeah, is um, An intelligence. rare. Like Maggie mm-hmm. just said, she was dreamy. She was so nice and so funny and talented. She's like angelic-like. I don't know. There's something about her. She is. She's just a bright light. There's and... something about Mira. There's something about Mira. There's something about Carrie. Um, what was in the wine glasses instead of wine? Oh, this is a this is a little trick. It's always it's usually red grape juice or white grape juice. <laughs> Literally, it's grape juice. It's just not uh, the fermented uh, kind that we all like. <laughs> um, was it filmed at an actual vineyard? Yes, it was at the Oaken. It was in the Okanagan Valley. Do you remember where we stayed, Tim? Do you remember what vineyard it was on? I don't. I, I don't either. I don't think it's going on in my head at that time. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, no. I noticed the exteriors, I think, must have been out in um, West Van because there was ocean views. That was, I believe, also at the at the at the vineyard. It was way that we were way high, but you could see out to the water at certain places. I do remember that. Um, I just can't remember what the actual vineyard was, but I bet some of it. I'm sure we did some in West Van um, as well, because it did. It did have a West Van kind of a look to it. Okay, uh, did Tim have re-injure his collarbone with that tumble over the table in the chase scene? Um, I think we addressed that. No, actually, I, luckily yeah. I did not re-injure it, although, like I said, it is still overlapping. So um, <laughs> I'm sure it didn't help, 
but I was pretty sure that I'd, I mean, I hit the cement so hard. I was like, oh, I just broke my shoulder. So hard. You hit so hard. It was, yeah. So, so you already told the psychos to watch in slow motion. I don't know. I don't know. I think at one point I ran, I got back to the camera department and said, Steve was there. I was like, well, I guess we're not using that tech. And he was like, oh, we are absolutely using that tech. Are you kidding (laughs) me? Okay. Who in the cast would be best at a standardized test? I'm going to go Kirsten. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think Kirsten will ace, would ace any standardized test. Uh, Ooh, who in the cast has the most highbrow taste in wine? I'm going to say Maggie Lawson. I was about to say, would that be me? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I think Dulé's more of a whiskey guy. I don't know that he's... Um, I would say uh, Dulé, too. Dulé and I might be... Dulé and I are up there. But yeah, I'm probably the more wino uh, of, of, of the crew. Um, yeah, you've got whiskey, Dulé whiskey, James vodka. Everybody has their specialty. Um, oh my gosh, this was such a fun episode and I'm sure we like missed some things too, but like this was, it was so great and hopefully we'll have Dulé on soon and he'll remember some stories that he, he might be able to like bring back as well. Cause he and Carrie were so close and so adorable, but, um, that's our episode this week, guys. Yay. We made and it if through. Anything, my, my hangover story could be a PSA. Yes. I love it. Uh, the more, you know, <laughs> <laughs> today on a very special episode of the psychologists are in. Yes. Tim also, talks about hashtag drinking too much. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, Tim, I love you. It's so good to see your face. It's such a bright spot after these last few days. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Thank you. I might be breaking a sweat right now, but, um, but it's all going to be okay. <laughs> you should go lay down. Going to go lay down. See you next week, everybody. Or hear you next week. Hear you next week. Tim, we never said. What did we just do? Oh, I'm pretty sure we just podcast the shit out of it. We did. That's what we did. We podcasted the shit out of it. Okay, great. Just want to make sure. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. What a fun episode. Uh, you know Tim and I love our cast and crew trips to wine country. Maybe... Uh, Maybe movie four can take place there. Anyway, thanks again for listening to episode 11 of The Psychologist RN. Follow us on our Instagram at Psychologist RN and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. See you all next week. Psychos, we love you. Thank you for listening. Also, thank you for your feedback. We love it. Thank you for your art. Keep it coming. We love you so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.